Randy's podcast with Rafi and Randall. Welcome back to another episode of the Randy's podcast. Huzzah! Yay. There we go. Still going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wait, wait, wait. We're back after a... Well, it wasn't really much of a surprise. It was the fact that we were both kind of out of, like time zones and out of reach being travelers uh you on international waters and i think i literally went to three continents so yeah that <laughs> occasionally makes things a little bit tricky yeah there was just way too many time zones we realized that it's been about a month since the last episode so <laughs> in good tradition of this year where every second one is a how are ya chandra how are ya i'm all right how are you <laughs> Finally back in Australia. Yay. Uh, yeah, uh, not what's me. been happening? Huh? <laughs> not me. <laughs> have, well, you, you've clearly survived the last storm. Uh, how's things at the moment? Well, it's been awesome for a while. Having parents on board uh, and some really good weather. And mm. then for the last sort of week as well, it's been really nice. Been just uh, sort of, uh, you know, Where recovering are you at the from having too many people on the boat. Um, so at the moment, basically, I've been sitting off this really nice beach for almost a week. Um, it feels like the Bahamas, actually. It's just—it's a huge, big where, sandy Where in the world is bay. it? Uh, it's in the Mediterranean. <laughs> Location okay. stays suspiciously careful so that I'm not uh, an illegal immigrant somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So I was like, geez, this is turning into like, uh, describe the no memes to blind. <laughs> To like visually impaired people episode. Hey. It's like I'm next right, to a so sandy beach. Sand, there's water. <laughs> okay. Everyone is clearly doing some dodgy shit, but anyway. I'm definitely not an illegal immigrant on a boat. Dot dot dot. Anyway. Oh, okay. How was so, having your parents on board? Yeah, it was interesting actually, because that's the first time um had like a bunch of people who've never been on a boat before. So it, it was interesting. Oh, yeah. Like, you know expectations versus reality kind of thing uh, sometimes it's just like well, little things it's like oh so if we leave the boat will the boat not go away <laughs> is it is it is it going to stay there if we get off the boat they've never because you know anchor. when you anchor the boat the boat stays it doesn't go sailing by itself well if it does it's a problem um, and also if, uh, it's like oh we just have just arrived on the boat and i was like oh are we putting the sails up now <laughs> like no, no, that's for moving places, not for staying in one place. <laughs> how, how did they find it? Like, what was their overall, well, what's no, your version they, of their... Well, my version of it. <laughs> I think they enjoyed it overall. Um, it was a definitely like a different experience, something that they've never done before. Because um, okay. we're not really, you know, sailing is not really a thing that we do regularly. Well, what do you mean? It, you make it seem like it's a genetic phenomena. It's almost like there's not that many brown people that sail. I don't know. But, you know. <laughs> so out of your family, who enjoyed it the most? Well, surprisingly, I, I think my mum kind of got the hang of the being on the water thing. But the oh, only really? slight downside was uh, we were trying to get her to do a bit more swimming. But the difficult thing is uh, getting people comfortable swimming off the back of the boat is tricky. Um, so the only way you can sort of get people into the water and get things going is to go to the beach and then snorkel. So anyway, 
she's like, okay, I'm going to learn how to swim. So next time I come back, swim <laughs> off the back of the boat. <laughs> oh, well, at least there's nice. a next time already planned. Yeah. I would have thought so, your dad would have been like the one who enjoyed it the I most. They all enjoy it because like basically our family holidays are normally we go to somewhere and sit around and do not a lot. The boat is just like the ideal way of doing that. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, any highlights from their trip? Um, well, one of the cool things was as well, uh, one of the other boats that's kind of, uh, you, you end up sort of meeting other boats that are following a similar path, if you like, to where you're going and you get along. And so there's this other uh, Aussie couple that's uh, got the exact same boat and we met um, uh, where we picked up the boat. And they've sort of ended up following the same route, so ended up catching up with them as well. So it's kind of cool, like you know, like ah, look, other boat people, other boats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think when you say boat people, that means a different thing now. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, a little bit of that, especially in the Mediterranean, I hear. <laughs> so, when when you catch up, what do um, boat people talk about? Like, as in, is well, it, mostly uh, what the next boat... bottle of wine that we'd like to drink is. <laughs> It starts off with, what are we drinking now? And then it ends up with, what are we drinking next? <laughs> okay, so so there's no, like, I was in a storm once. Yes, we were in the same storm. It's like, yeah, I was over there. <laughs> Your boat was trying to drag onto me. Shoo. <laughs> <laughs> well, I see, see where the uh, sailor drinking culture thing comes from, the stereotype. Yeah, well, it's either that or discussing, hey, what's the latest thing that broke on your boat? Oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was expecting more of that, to be honest. Yeah, no, there's plenty of that like... too. Yeah, considering like, just before we started recording, I was like, wait, 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 I just got to do one phone call. I got to send this guy a photo of the parts that I need because the boat's running <laughs> overalls. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and this is yeah. normally the guy who gives me crap for like, my microphone not working on my Windows laptop, which takes like five <laughs> minutes to fix. And now he's got like a chunk of load of parts that he needs to haul around. It's slightly awkward. <laughs> oh, and nice. uh, the one thing with parts is though, parts, gear mules are the essential. So everybody that comes and visits the boat, their job is basically to bring a whole ton of stuff from Amazon. <laughs> so let's see. So you started off like dodgy shady. Now you've got gear mules and you're in a boat in the Mediterranean. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. If the authorities sus, are listening, right. I have nothing to do with this. I've never seen the boat. I've never stepped on the boat. This is your Chandra. <laughs> no, no. When are you visiting, by the way? I might need you to carry some stuff for me. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm like... Uh... I'm absolutely, well, I've got one more trip left this year. It'll have to be next year. If this was... Uh, the boat I is about I'd... finished now. The this end of the season <laughs> oh, is perfect. coming up, which is slightly sad. So basically oh, I'll be flying of out of here uh, in early October. And then I head back oh, to soon. Thunbury. Yeah, so it's almost finished. But it's interesting because the weather's getting a bit colder. Like it's cloudy today and the weather's only 30 degrees. So, you know, eh, it's not so nice. <laughs> Right. There's a bit of drizzle. Yeah, see, I... yeah. So what what happens to the boat when you call it a end of season? Uh, so you can either pull it out of the water um, or leave it in the water. So I've ended up this time I'll be leaving it in the water in a marina. So it sort of gets basically tied up, stays at a nice marina, and they kind of look after the boat in terms of run the systems once in a while, make sure it hasn't burnt down, that sort of stuff. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> But it's also kind of the time where I'll, when I got the boat, I got uh, some of the stuff I want done to the boat, like uh, 
upgrades and things uh, to make it the way I want. But I got about half the stuff done, so I was like, oh, well, I'll live on it for six months, work out exactly what I want, and also decide if I'm going to keep going. Um, yeah. So now that I have, sort of planning the next round of upgrades and everything, for which will be ready for me next year. Nice. When does the season start then? Like sort of basically with summer. So I'm going to aim for May. That's the what I'm aiming for next year. Okay, so October to April is off season, sort of thing. Yeah. Or so November. Some to... people start March, April, May, but the weather starts getting warmer in May. Okay. So... Otherwise, you have to like so... wear a jumper and things like that. It's awful. That's a few oh, days like, recently where I had to wear my Uniqlo jacket, and I was like, oh. This is not what I signed up for. <laughs> or as I'm like, man, I am so glad to be back in Melbourne, even though it's now warming up. And I'm like, damn it. I so unlike every other year where I have literally escaped the summer and gone to the other hemisphere, um, I've done the opposite this year, where Melbourne winter, I've barely been in in the country. So You've missed out. It is. I genuinely feel like I have. I really <laughs> like the misty melbourne mornings where they're like you know it's cloudy and it slowly warms up uh, my wife is doing a weird dance as she walks by trying to distract us from the podcast <laughs> <laughs> that's why i keep looking as the you corner. do <laughs> no right, i do this to her during her work call so it's like you know fair enough. <laughs> uh, yeah so this year's been like travel maximum so it started off at the beginning of the year when we went to Norfolk Island. Then I came mm. back, had the surprise trip to Singapore with Samsung, and came back. Then we went to Europe for a holiday, came back, surprise trip to Korea with Samsung. Then one of my cousins uh, got engaged and got married in New York. So literally went to Korea, came back, had like a week and a half or two weeks. Then it was New York for like two weeks, came back for literally five days, and then flew out to Paris for a conference and finally got back. Uh, Exactly a week ago, right now, I landed. What on... I'm hearing is that if you just, you know, just don't work for a bit, then um, just travel. Simple. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, yeah, think so of the environment, was... right? Instead of flying back and forth to Australia, you could have gone from here to Korea to Singapore to New York. Okay, so so some of think these of ones the were environment. So... Okay, some of them were beyond my control. Like I don't control the Samsung stuff, but. Uh, the I should have just stayed in New York and flew to Paris, but initially my cousins were going to come here for their honeymoon. So my parents' version of showing them around is like, here's a lake next to the house. Here, here is another suburb we frequent. I'm like, yeah, if you've never been to Australia, I don't think that's like the highlights reel most people come to see. They're getting the authentic version. Yeah, but like the thing is, right? The authentic version when they first moved there was there was kangaroos everywhere. Now it's a suburb, so there's no. My parents don't know where to find kangaroos. I'm like, it's not that far, but then they get freaked out, <laughs> so they don't show them kangaroos. So yeah, so I came back to just show them around, but then being American, they they get like eight days off. So I was like, don't come for eight days because that's like four days here Take after you, like, the travel. Two days to get somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> two exactly. Days to get so back. I was just like. You know, don't worry. So they ended up going to Europe anyway. So I was like, ah. And by that stage, it was too late to change flights and organize cover for work. I was like, you know what? Fine. I was like, this is stupid, but it is what it is. Um, <laughs> so that's been that's been a lot of travel. And I've got one more trip to Singapore coming up next. Oh, exactly a month, actually. Wow. That's uh, so. This is the weird thing. That's this a few trips. 
first time ever I'm like this close to platinum one on Qantas. That just goes to show you like how ridiculous this year has been. Um, so see, I'm going like the opposite way. I think I'm just about to lose all my status things because yeah. I haven't flown a lot lately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just need like boat frequent. My means of transport is a little bit miles. slower. <laughs> so for context, so the boat usually moves maybe ten kilometers an hour. <laughs> Yeah, so for Qantas or Platinum One, this is three times as much as you need from the next tier up. It's it's ridiculous. I'm actually really surprised, but I think it's because I there's all these bonus uh, double status credit sales, and I must have booked a lot during that. Um, because I was like, there's no way I could have like I don't fly that much, even though this year's been a bit ridiculous. But along right. with that, I realized I'm becoming slightly snobbish because um, why now like. Say my last flight was from here to Singapore to Paris, uh, to Dubai to Paris, right? And then on one leg, it was one like I was flying Emirates, I was flying business, right? So one leg was Boeing seven triple seven, and the other leg of the A three eighty, and the configuration is different. And I'm like, oh, that one's the good business class. I'm like, hang on a minute, hang on, have I flown business class to the point where now there's good uh -uh. business class? Now you become one of those people. <laughs> Like, I mean, okay, there is bad business class where, like, if you fly in Europe, right, the mm. because the flights are so short, all, business class just means it's just a normal seat, and they have this contraption, like, screwed on to the middle seat, so no one can sit there. Yeah, right. And that's it. That That's what business class is. It's just exactly the same. It's just the middle seat is physically... Well, I remember with the Perth to Melbourne flights, which is where I spent most of my points... Uh, you had to be careful to get the right plane because some of the planes, it's just a slightly slightly bigger seat at the front of the plane. Whereas if you get the right one, then you get the proper one, proper business class bed, yeah. which is essential yeah. for that three-hour flight, of course. But, you know. <laughs> oh, okay, uh, and here's that stat that I just found. So would you, okay, so guess. Uh, for every 15 minutes of flying that you're in a plane, how long do you reckon it'll take me to travel the equivalent distance on a boat? 15 minutes on a plane. Mm. Like four days? 24 hours. Huh? Yep. <laughs> of constant sailing. Yep. So yeah. wherever, if you fly for an hour, I'll be there in four days. <laughs> Uh, well, once I once I get my Cessna license, uh, it'll be a little bit faster because they don't go as fast. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah, they're like <laughs> 160 k's an hour, I think. What, okay. What's that? Okay. Uh, 110 knots, whatever that works out to be. I still can't do mm. knots. Yeah. I think max speed well, is like 120, 125 to 130, depending on which configuration you get. But anyway, um, yeah. Any other updates from you in this How Are You segment that's already gone for like way too long? <laughs> well, uh, it'd be, it'll be interesting because um, now I'm getting another uh, another bunch of people coming over from Australia to visit. Um, the first time I've had five people on the boat for a while. So that, that'll be interesting, especially because... How many, people, how many do you normally have on the crew? I found out two to three people, including myself, is about a good number. About... Three people on the boat is pretty good. 
Um, but you know, occasionally goes up or down a bit more depending on what's going on. Um, but it'll be interesting because so the days are shorter, so you make less solar power nowadays, and this oh, yeah. works very much run on solar power. So just means uh, kind of go from oh, yeah, I have this spare power every day to mm -mm, uh, <laughs> no hot water today. <laughs> Better eat oh, some salad right. today. I guess <laughs> <laughs> like in just what microwave or oven or whatever. Yeah, because I'm also trying to see if I can make it the whole thing without using any gas. Because I'm taking off the gas systems at the end of the of, of the year. Um, oh, okay. I will be getting more electrical stuff done, so more solar, more batteries. So I should be fine next year. But for now, it becomes this interesting game of hmm. How cloudy is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just need that giant, uh, w w you know, windmill thing because you love that windmill that's so silent. Yay! <laughs> uh, alrighty, should we move on? That I've been promised next... by one of the people coming on the boat. They uh, sort of do the whole camping truck expedition thing. They like that on in their camping okay. truck. They have a shower for under a liter for a whole shower. I was like, that's impressive. That does that that sounds like mildly wet. <laughs> yeah. I was like, like, like okay. <laughs> you've lathered up and then you just let the soap dry. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> I'm like, wow, I've cut down to oh. like 30 liters. <laughs> okay, okay. One thing I have to tell you, this was like a recent find that's uh partly because I think you're using AI for like writing blog articles. I was using something similar. Uh, but I was actually looking for travel like i just wanted a list of cool travel things that i had and i was like mm. oh there's this other thing and somehow it ai didn't actually find it i found it so there is um these little mints right but it's actually toothpaste so you start chewing on them and it lathers up and then you brush your teeth so what it means is that when you're traveling and you really just want to travel carry on only and you don't want to keep on taking liquids out you have that a toothbrush and then like you know solid deodorant and you're set mm -hmm. Because everything else you can kind of nice. acquire there, and most of the hotels or whatnot will have like lotions or whatever, right? But you usually want toothpaste, and they don't normally have that, and they don't usually have deodorant. So then it's solid everything now. So that's my mm. like quintessential tiny thing. I don't have to take anything out there. I say, funny enough, I've never taken toothpaste out of the airport, haven't been dinged yet. <laughs> Maybe like once. I, every so Maybe often, like less they... than one in. One in ten to twenty times it had like. Well, see, I I routinely used to pull it out because I just have it in the like, plastic bag. Hmm. Um, you yeah, know, I don't even but... have a plastic bag. Well, I've just left. Recently, they made in. a big, huge hoo ha for it, and I was oh, like, oh man, uh... this would have been. And it was just like one of those ones where I had so one of the flights I had one hour connecting, so I was like, really, really need to get through this quickly, otherwise I'm gonna miss like the whole string of everything. Um, and yeah, so I'll I'll put a long link in the sh show notes. Uh, well, and if anybody else has any uh, carry-on luggage only flying tips, let us know. Yeah. All righty. Next thing that I was going to talk about is the fact that given that I've traveled so much and had so much time on the plane, I actually had a chance to look over my old journal entries because mm. you know, you're meant to look yeah, through them every so often that that's like kind of the point right and uh so my ones are very short mine usually has like three to do's for the day um 
three frustrations that I can see common ones and three things I'm grateful for. And uh, I like flicking through the gratitude ones at least once a year to find like the top three. And they basically become like, I can have unlimited spend on them, right? So like one of them, for example, uh, which keeps coming up is coffee, right? I seem to really like, not, not just like, hey, coffee, yes, drink coffee, because that's great. But it's the ritual of going down to the local cafe, talking to the barista, getting my usual order, and like that little chat. Like, it kind of is this, like when I came back after all the travels, I just was really looking forward to that the first day back. And I was like, yep. And it's like, he knows my order. And there's something about getting that coffee. It tastes the same. You go for a walk around the block, finish it, and you come back up. And it's just like, ah, I'm home. Right. And so, and one of the other rules for my graduate journal is that if it's the same, if the the top three things can't be used the next year. So there's like a, a different okay. page. I yep. write down the three things that I can't, because otherwise <laughs> it'll be the same thing, right? So it's like, yeah, all right, I'm going to try and find. Yeah. So um, it, coffee just alternates because I take it off one year, it comes back the next year. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one of the, two of the other things that I found really surprising was um, I really seem to like waking up early. Like if I get up early, oh. it seems like one of the things like, oh, I got a lot done. And I don't know if it's because there's more time or because you're up, you always feel like you've achieved something. So it just starts off that little cascade of actions where you actually do get more done, but it seems to come up. And the other weird one that I quite liked was um, catching public transport. Because Really? Okay. Yeah, because it kept on coming up. And it was what I realized is not to catch PT into work because it's a bit unreliable. But again, at the end of the day, you can't really do anything about it. So I think there's like this, you've gotten on the train or the bus or whatever, then you get off, right? In between, unlike say, if you're stuck in traffic, where you're like, do I take this road or that? There's no decisions. It's just, you just got to sit there and then you can exit. Beyond that, there's nothing you can do, right? And at the end of the day, I find that like, you know, when you come home and you just want to wind down for a bit, I find that I just edit photos or read books on the train back. So then it's kind of like, I've already wound down so I can get more done when I get home. So yeah, those are my uh, three random things from the gratitude journal. What about you? Do you do anything something like that? Hmm. Well, one thing I've found is just this year, a lot of uh, habit things have gone out the window. And initially I was a bit, I was like, oh, no, I need to get back into habits and all that. And I was like, oh, no, actually, kind of going to let this year slide because it's actually quite difficult to make habits, I've discovered, because there's a lot of new experiences. And so trying to build habits around that is quite difficult. So, for example, um, say you get into the habit of, I don't know, waking up early. But then you find, uh, say, another boat that you're hanging out with because, you know, they're going to be around on the same route for the next three or four days. So you end up spending a fair bit of time. And so then that ends up. Uh, messing up a bunch of your routine things, um, which it's still going to be possible to do, but just a bit takes a bit more thoughtful effort to do, um, which is a bit more than I can manage right now. And so I was like, that's okay. Do what I can, and some things will be on and off. So, for example, waking up early in the morning is also great. And when I have done it with the meditation and gratitude thing, it's great. But it's been very hit and miss to do that. And I'm, I'm okay with that, actually. 
uh, because for example if i don't know got to a new place late uh, or had dinner late or whatever and or didn't get my napping in the afternoon for whatever reason then okay. waking up early is difficult <laughs> and it doesn't yeah, yeah but so it doesn't have to be wake like my ones like what's been it for you like you normally do I well, what stuff. i found actually for a substitute for the gratitude journaling has actually just been scrolling through the photos because what i have been doing is just trying to cull you know some of the photos and things like that every so often because you end up taking a whole bunch and actually just looking through those you're like yeah actually that was a really nice time i remember when eh, insert you know story here yeah. whatever that may be and so that's kind of become my equivalent of the gratitude journal now as opposed to actually doing it um yeah, fair enough fair enough and it achieves a similar sort of thing it doesn't have that same thing of writing it down in the moment if you like but the review part actually works really nicely uh it misses i would push back and say look the thing it misses is that it's big enough that you take a photo right so you hmm. would miss the little things like there is no totally. way you public don't miss transport every... would come up yeah. because that is you're not going to sit there and take a photo of you no, riding on a train right <laughs> yeah, but you take the photos of a lot of stupid things here because you have a lot of time. You're like, wow, that's a cool bird. Hang on. <laughs> wait, wait for it. Wait for it. Yeah, yeah. like, I mean, it, it so depends on... So you do on... actually end up catching a lot of little things as well. Um, and so that's actually been kind of nice, like, looking through some of the stupid photos. You're like, well, don't need to keep it, but, oh, yeah, that was cool. Uh, it might be just, for example, sitting off the back of the boat. Or it might be, oh, yeah, that really good coffee that actually worked out well. Um, the time before the coffee machine broke, actually, on the coffee problem. Coffee's gotten really complicated now because I decided to right. up the hand pump. What capo? Oh, no, no, this, this, is, this is you, you with your, <laughs> it's like, I mean. Well, so, so the problem is, right, so slight tangent, it cracked. It's cracking. So I was like, all right, well, I may as well get well, the coffee what, machine which I one wanted. Which That's one the little nano you, press, have, like, you kind of squeeze it, build up pressure. Oh, the nano press. Well, I thought yeah. you had your fancy ass whatever thing that you were trying to get me to buy again. And I was like, nope, I'm out. Yeah, the no, so now in I press. instead have an even uh, more complicated, not complicated, it's a manual lever arm. So you put your water filter Why? in and everything, <laughs> and then you use your arm to actually put. Well, the thing is, so then you can profile it, you can do your pre infusion. And it's got a little pressure gauge. This everything people is why why Chandra does this boat living shit so that he can actually find the time. <laughs> like I like. But coffee. wait, there's a new problem, right? <laughs> so the problem is, so I have a manual hand grinder because you know you can't have an electric one, right? You got to ma manually do it. <laughs> For the but the manual hand grinder <laughs> I have does not grind fine enough. For so now I'm waiting for my friend to bring me. A better hand grinder. So yes, grind now dodgy uh, guy on so a boat make making powder. Just saying, keywords here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, these powder drugs are dark colored, so they're okay. He's adding chocolate just to really screw with everyone. <laughs> no, we don't have chocolate. Oh. That's just not right. Uh, but yes, so lately for me, anyway, that's been what I found. Um, and interestingly, yeah, waking up in the morning, not really uh, very consistent or good at it, but when I do, really nice.
the mornings mm. are very flat and calm and you get a bit of sunrise. Uh, but equally, sunsets have been nice to watch as well. And sometimes you kind of have to like remind yourself, ah, stop, it is sunset. Go outside and sit there for an hour. So that too is is, nice. is boat live kind of dictated by sunrise sunsets or is it kind of like not really like it's any time it's dictated a little bit more by weather i would say yeah okay so well i suppose that makes yeah. sense because like last podcast you're like staring out the window trying to not crash so yeah as <laughs> you do <laughs> yeah 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 fair enough fair enough um all righty should we call it a wrap on the catch-up episode this is like a plan. Any... Yeah. I mean, any future plans coming up? Yeah. To stop eating jellyfish. They're not very what? tasty. <laughs> okay. Uh, if anybody knows about I... jellyfish recipes, let me know. There's a lot of jellyfish they uh, washing around. Yeah, it turns what, out what? they are. How do you... They're, they're very this... stingy, so you kind of have to cook them. But yeah. They taste a bit like salty, and that's about it. So not very tasty. I wouldn't recommend. Okay, never have I looked at a jellyfish and gone, wonder what that tastes like. <laughs> like, I mean, no. You, my friend, like, haven't been stopped from going. See, the problem is you get in the water and you're like, ah, I can't swim. There's too many jellyfish. And you're like, I wonder if I can eat it instead. <laughs> yes. Catch all the jellyfish around your boat and eat them. That'll teach them. Exactly. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, how do you cook them? How do you, like, do you, do you sting them? Into this. So you can, apparently, you can either, some people just sashimi it straight up, eat it. Uh, some people kind of boil, flash boil them for a bit and then make a salad out of it. And then I kind of went with the, well, I'm going to apply a lot of heat and stir fry them. <laughs> How do you know when they're cooked? Do they change color? Do they go not really? They kind of just went from a lot of water to not a lot of sliced up into strips, and it went from a lot of water to not a lot of water. They're so they are edible. You are not just like slowly poisoning yourself. Well, I don't know. It was just the one time, and now there's this jellyfish. So I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> it worked. Oh. <laughs> uh... Well, from from my end, I, I'm not eating jellyfish, but I am going to Singapore on a random trip, and uh, so I'll this bet has you they not, have jellyfish. I hope not, because I'm not going to eat it, even <laughs> if they do. <laughs> that, that's my last trip for the year, so I'm actually a looking forward to going because I'm visiting the in-laws and stuff. But also, yeah. So now it turns out that like the Samsung people in Singapore know that I'm coming, and now they're organizing a catch-up between all of them, and I'm like. Oh, okay, so it's become a thing now. Um, so that'll be good. Uh, yeah, haven't got much else planned. So I'm actually really, really, really looking forward to having regular routine again for a little bit. The last uh, uh. six to eight weeks has been hectic. Uh, as always, we're going to end on a positive note. So I have my story. Uh, what's yours? You go, you go first. Well, there was a boat show recently. And yeah. it's interesting, like a lot of manufacturers are starting to sort of embrace the whole oh yeah can actually do more electronic things on the boat in terms of solar powered um and also things like hydro regeneration before the most boats, hydro regeneration uh, so as you basically as your boat moves 
it's moving through water. So instead of like, if you're sailing, rather than have a propeller push the boat, you can have it like a dynamo on a boat. So you can just have a propeller oh, that's turning right, right, because right. your boat's moving and that can recharge your batteries. Um, so some of those oh, yeah. sort of, you know, eco-y sort of things are starting to trickle down into manufacturers as well. Because before that, it was all aftermarket stuff, but now it's becoming a thing, which is nice to see. Yeah, that, that's pretty cool. Actually, my, my, mine's transport related too. There, there's a, I've been trying to follow all the developments in electric planes because like, you know, they've got, basically they use a Tesla charger. Uh, that's the cool thing to just like supercharge it or you can just land on a supercharger. No, don't do that. Uh, but the problem with them is that um, all planes need, like they've got an endurance rating, but they also need like this backup rating or if they have any sort of failure so they can actually get to the next airport. So it's usually 60 minutes flying time and like 50% of that. So 30 minutes like emergency endurance in case mm. whatever happens, right? So basically at the moment, there's a couple of companies that you can basically go 90 minutes flight at about 100 Ks an hour, so 150 K range, right? So they're only used for training pilots because your lessons are about an hour and that's about it. And it's really quiet. Uh, actually, I've seen videos of it and I quite like it because it's so silent and less vibration so you can take better photos and stuff. And because everything's electronic, it just seems like because the, your thrust is much more powerful, but you don't have to fiddle with mm. the RPM counter as much. But I don't know if I, like, I don't know enough about flying to know if it's good or bad, but it just seems quieter. I'm like, oh, I like it already. I can hear myself. Um, but the problem is obviously distance and all that stuff. So there's other companies looking at using hydrogen instead, like using the electrolysis and stuff. And so this company recently called the H2Fly tried to get uh, liquid hydrogen to power a plane. And they've just finished a 1500 kilometer uh, flight uh, just like a few days ago. So That's it cool. might not be... Sorry? Just trying to remember, what was the Hindenburg powered by? Helium. Is it helium Not or hydrogen. hydrogen? Helium. Was it? Yeah. I thought helium's the non-explosive one. Isn't it? <laughs> uh, Hindenburg. Disaster. Let's see. Let's see. Da -da. Hydrogen. <laughs> Is it? I think so. Oh, no. Right there. She was filled with helium. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the helium. It was designed to be filled with helium, but because of US export restrictions on helium, it was filled with hydrogen. <laughs> but this is liquid, <laughs> so it's fine. Look, all I'm saying is, you know, it's fine. Like, yeah, there's no precedence <laughs> for this going wrong. It's never happened before. Uh... <laughs> it reminds me of that submarine that was like, Going on the Titanic. <laughs> I was like, it's all right, all right. warnings, all right, people. please. <laughs> this is liquid hydrogen. It, it's barely, it's, it's just like, ah. it's basically water. Right. Um, Nothing like the Hindenburg. <laughs> well, I mean, planes are technically carrying, you know, jet fuel, which is kerosene, right? Fair. It's, it's the closest to jet fuel is kerosene. So, you know, and like, if you're wondering where it is, it's in the wings. 
So the thing that's gonna like that's keeping you afloat is where the fuel is. So if anything blows, uh, you know. <laughs> and as long as it's far away from you, I guess. Well, okay. So with planes, they are designed to get struck by lightning, and they routinely do, and nothing happens. Huh? So, because like you know those little like um, on some of them you, su- you used to have um, those little pointy things that just stick out from the wings with a little. Good thing they don't have explosive hydrogen in them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only very flammable <laughs> kerosene. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they they used to. They, I don't know what they're called. Um, they have those on the smaller airplanes. You'll see them sometimes. They look like little antennas pointing backwards on the wing. Hmm. And basically, as the uh, air flows, it basically creates this tiny pocket where it ionizes, so that if you get hit by lightning, it dissipates across that strip, uh, across hmm. the metal frame, and then also some other thing. I can't quite remember the ins and outs of it. And they have a little marker where it, which blows supposedly, so you can see that you know that part of the wing got. A lightning strike, so you have a hmm. closer check. I don't know if there's a newer system out there, but it seems to work for planes. So who knows? Okay. But yeah, I have no idea what the flammability of liquid hydrogen is because uh, you know they're meant to be powering like your new hydrogen cars and whatnot. So I'm sure it's perfectly safe. I just yeah yeah yeah. As soon as you said uh, flying thing with hydrogen, and I was like, I've heard of this before. <laughs> <laughs> I was so sure Hindenburg was helium. <laughs> Oh, but there you go. There you go, people. It's 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 a positive note that we're ending on the Hindenburg disaster. Definitely not reinventing history. <laughs> it's liquid this time, all right? It's not a giant gas ball. <laughs> all right. Uh, as always, like and subscribe. Oh, actually, one thing I forgot to say. Wait, wait, wait. We need we need we need uh, sound effects for this. Yeah. Because we are now, this is actually episode 52. We went past episode 50 and we didn't even realize. Well, well, well. Yeah, so we are uh, officially heading now closer to the 100 mark than before, uh, which we'll, we'll probably also pass without realizing. We're going to be like, hey, wait, what? <laughs> uh, and yeah, so, you know. That's far more than I ever expected to get to over three seasons, and especially with erratic timetables. So, yeah. So I feel like we're going to do who... episode 100 with a bowl of rice. <laughs> 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 well, I mean, firstly, like for those of some people have actually listened to every single episode. So, I, I think a uh, thank you is in order for uh, following the journey so far and keeping up with our random schedules and timetables and everything. And random topics. Yep, yep, and that too. Uh, And so if you haven't already, share it with your friends. Get them involved so that we get to episode 100 and stuff. Uh, Yeah, so that's the last thing that I wanted to say before I sign off. Anything else from you? Keep listening and find more people. Yes, 